0: treasure were some of my favorites because you know they were on this search for a hidden treasure trying to navigate the things of life today you know and and find these uh these great treasures and um uh it's always uh one of those things that uh you know you always appreciate a good uh, a good map search you know uh treasure uh and and year you know over the years they've developed these um um, I am trying to think of the word that they use now. Um, it has to do with your cell phone, but uh, geo, geocaching, where that you, um, you're given coordinates to go and find and you'll get clues to the next location. And it's, uh, um, I've never done it, but it is appealing to me in that mindset. I, it's one of those things that I will try one of these days because I, I love a good Um, search you know finding a good treasure Uh, you know scripture talks about you know he that findeth a wife uh, findeth a treasure you know so we know that and how many of you know that it took some searching you know at times for you to find that good treasure you know uh, there Uh, but (laughs) you know for for this situation here um, we are given uh, ideas regarding the scripture that there is a treasure to be had, and sometimes to understand it, you need a good cipher. Yeah, you, you need a uh, you need a an understanding of how to navigate the map, as it might be. Um, there was an old movie uh, years ago. Um, I it was a uh, City Slickers. How many ever saw that back in the day? And uh, Um, I can't remember the crusty old guy there uh, what his name was in it Um, but he said he was he was uh, talking I think Billy Crystal was the actor that he was talking to he said you know he said there is there is one secret to life and of course Billy Crystal was was interested in finding out what that one secret was and he and he started probing on it what is the secret to life and and the, the crusty old, you know, cowboy said, um, each person has to find that on their own. You know, that you have to be willing to search for it. And I, and I looked at that in the way of Scripture, and, and, and actually, there is a secret to the Scriptures that many times we miss out on how cool would it be for us to find one thing that locked, unlocked everything in life well the scriptures contain that kind of truth the, the scriptures contain that kind of information and we just need the proper uh, cipher to be able to understand it and, and actually jesus understood that Fully, And and I'm going to share with you several different passages that are going to lead into where we're going today. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living, I am thankful that it is living, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, I could speak all day just on that passage, but it's, it's just simply laying a foundation for where we're going today. The Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. Isaiah 55, 11, it is the same with my Word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Do you see a theme in the Word of God that the Word of God has a very um, specific job to accomplish in our lives? And it is is so significant that um, Scripture says that it will always produce fruit and it will always accomplish exactly what it was meant to accomplish. And then Matthew 4 4 says but jesus told him no the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god now these three passages of scripture only um, help us to understand the significance of scripture uh, of the word of god in our lives they set the tone for where we're going today I, I want you to understand that you can, you can literally never get too much of the Word of God. Now, now there are things in this world that you can eat too much of. Is, is there anybody can bear witness of that? There, there are certain foods that you, you get done at the table and you thought, I should not have had that last plate of food. Um. There are moments you think, I just overdid it. But here, the great thing about the Word of God is you can never overdo it. Um, the more you consume of it, the more it, it enhances you and enriches your life. See, the Word of God is a key. It is, it is a, a secret element. It, the Scripture, is, it's a secret decipher of life. See, the secret decipher of life is the Word of God. If you want to figure out how to navigate life, you need to be a student of the Word of God. Scripture says that that we are to study to show ourselves approved, a, a workman worthy of his hire. Now, is it only the pastor's job to study? Thank you, Gene. You know what, if, if when you answer that question, you, you realize that there is a personal responsibility we have to study. The truth is, if the only time you eat is Sunday morning, you are missing out on so much of God's Word and what God would like to do in your life. I know physically we do not l- survive on a Sunday morning meal and fast the other six and a half days right we we want more than that and that's where we have to get into the word of God so here I have a couple questions for you that are going to guide us from here why do different people respond differently to the same message why do different people respond differently to the same message we're not going to answer that yet why do some reject the gospel of christ and others accept it and live christian lives and here's one that brings it a little closer to home why does god's word impact us differently from differently some days than others So I believe these three questions really will guide us into some significant truth about God's word and how it applies to us. And actually, Jesus speaks very pointedly about um, one specific passage of Scripture that gives us insight into these questions, as well as figuring out how to decipher God's plan for our lives. To decipher life itself Mark chapter 4 is where we're going to spend the rest of our time today in the beginning of Mark chapter 4 just to give us a little lead in we find Jesus teaching a a large crowd of people and um, um, the crowds were gathering in on him and and so Jesus gets into a little boat and he goes out a little ways from shore. And And as I was researching this, um, they showed the area that, that they believe that this um, situation happened. Um, they showed where it was located at and how um, in this little cove area that Jesus literally could push out from the shore a little bit in a boat and... From the shore it actually had almost this um this gradual incline up this hill and it was a circle area you know it it literally enclosed in around this portion and that that jesus speaking from the boat his voice would literally carry off of the water and everyone on the hills would be able to hear everything he was saying (laughs) Uh, i remember one time my wife and I were getting away for uh, um, uh, just a getaway in South Dakota. We had a, a little cabin area that we were at and it had a, a hot tub on the back. And the, the, the lady that as she was talking to us about he said, Now just realize that everything you share in this hot tub, all your words, everyone down the, the creek here will know. Because literally, and the creek was like 10 feet from the hot tub. She said, you know, that your words will literally literally carry down the creek off of the water and everyone just beyond you will know everything you're sharing. It's amazing how the water becomes that carrier of those things. that That the word has the ability to just extend long distances like that. And uh, there are certain buildings that the shape of the building causes a, um, a bouncing off of words. And you can stand in certain places and you can hear the conversations across the, the room of the things that people are saying. So Jesus extended, get, gets in this boat, pushes out just a little bit, and he begins to teach. He begins to share some truth. And we're going to pick up at Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. It says, Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Verse 3. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon withered or wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Let's pray. Father, we do pray that you would give us insight into your word today, that it would speak to us, that it would penetrate our hearts today, that it would reveal the cipher for your word and how it should affect our lives every day. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Last week, I I preached to you regarding uh, the art of hearing. And we went through a couple of exercises regarding our ability to listen to God's Word. How many of you um, practice that this week some? All right, a couple of you. All righty. Some of you need some more work. Some of you are thinking, I'm not raising my hand because he may ask me to share what, you know, God told me. You're safe. I'm not going to have you share today what God told you. But I do believe this, even as we, we dealt with in our earlier passage that you know God's Word in Isaiah 55, 11 said that it, it will go out and it will produce a fruit and it will accomplish exactly what it was intended to accomplish in your life. But we have to give it opportunity to work. So it is our responsibility to be into the word of god and and in this passage we're talking you know jesus is teaching a parable um, and he's talking about a a farmer who goes out and sows his seed and in what we may think of as a very strange manner it was indiscriminate it was um, it was in a way that spread seed out everywhere commentators say that say the farmer was sowing his seed in a broadcast fashion and some seed accidentally fell in bad places. One one commentator was talking about how you would think a skilled farmer could keep waste to a minimum in his planting, right? How many of you have ever planted a garden? Okay. How many of you just go out and just start throwing seed wherever you want Paxton does all right that's why Jennifer doesn't let Paxton plant frequently but uh, you know you you typically you're you're going to dig a channel an area that you want your seeds planted in most people have their their gardens in nice neat little rows most of them now are raised garden beds so that they're you have to bend less (laughs) They're, they're very, yeah. The more, at my, the older I get, the, the, the more I realize bending less is a good thing, right? But they're, most farmers are very intentional. When you watch someone going out and planting their crops, you know, they have a, they go, and it digs a trough and it plants the seed directly in the trough. It's not just broadcasting the seed. And yet, jesus talks about this gentleman this farmer broadcasting the seed just spreading it wherever it would fall and and there was good reason for this see jesus is saying god intentionally spreads the gospel everywhere there there's a truth in this jesus of course is talking about the good news all right He's not just really, he's not just talking about plants. When, when Jesus talked in a parable, he talked in a format that communicated a truth in a manner that the people of that time, that area that he was dealing with, would, would be able to visualize, would, would understand completely the illustration. So the parable had purpose, and the the exact message that was being given would speak to these people about the things that were what he was trying to say. Now, here's the thing. When Jesus talked in a parable, there was something about the ability to connect with the parable beyond the actual illustration, because some of them would be able to listen to the parable and think, Well, that farmer is just not very smart, and their mind is stuck on the illustration of the farmer broadcasting seed. They're not looking deeper. Have any of you ever done that before? Someone's sharing with you, and you get stuck on some of the details and you miss the whole story? (laughs) I have been guilty of that. So, Jesus is wanting us to understand that there is a story beyond the story that you have to listen a little closer to to understand. But you have to want to hear. That's, that's what we talked about last week a little bit. You actually have to want to hear the message. Because the truth is, if, if I don't want to listen to Anthony, and Anthony is telling me a story... I can be sitting, standing in front of him and Anthony's telling me a story and my mind could be somewhere else. And Anthony gets done and I have no idea what Anthony's told me. Because I wasn't engaged. I wasn't listening. Now I'm not going to point out that maybe many of us represent that in our households. That's a different message for a different day. But in this one, we have to understand that there has to be this intentionality in our listening because God is trying to communicate a message through Jesus to us to show us, to reveal to us a very important truth that will begin to unlock other aspects of the Word of God. He he brings up four different types of soil soil on the footpath that went through the field uh, as they went through the field and he, he gave an illustration of gulls and crows following tractors uh, or, or you know he gave or he gave you know this illustration and I started thinking about um, as I watch people going out to plant um, it is easy to see all the birds that start collecting around these fields Now I'm a feeder of birds. On our back porch, we have a several bird feeders, and um, and I love watching the birds come and eat. I'm that crazy guy now that feeds birds, you know. Um, But I love watching the variations of the birds show up, and uh, and it, it is so relaxing. And yet there are some birds that show up, and they drive off all the other birds. They're greedy. Those birds, I go out and shoo off because it's like, uh, you're not welcome here. Because if you're not going to share, there are two bird feeders. You don't need to drive everyone. And each bird feeder has like six or, you know, eight different openings. So it's like, don't be a hog here, you know. But you see these birds collecting around planting time because they know there's some good eats to happen here. We have a, my wife was sharing the other day, we have a, what kind of woodpecker is it? A downy woodpecker. I I don't know the names of any of the birds. They're just birds. They're birds. Um, But this downy woodpecker started um, drilling a hole in the post next to the bird feeder. Nancy said, yeah, he decided I'm just moving in. If you're going to have food right here as a constant source, I'm moving in right next to the food. Now that, that, that woodpecker is a smart woodpecker. You know, it's, like, I'm just going to make sure I'm close to the source, right? In, in reality, that's how we should be with the word of God. We should be close to the source on a regular basis. Thankfully, We have the ability to have the Word of God with us always, you know, in our scriptures. I have this Bible app called YouVersion, and, and I have access to it every day, all the time. I mean, there are literally hundreds of translations available to me at any point. There are some of them that read the scripture to me. So on those days that I'm driving that I just need something good going in, I just play the Word of God, right? How many of you have, how many of you have done that? You know, there's, let's be honest, there's nothing good on the news, so let's find something good to listen to. So I, I make sure I'm intentional about what goes in, because I know when I put God's Word in, Scripture says it's going to produce something in here that's good, that it's going to bring about a positive result in my life. Because God's Word has intention built into it. There's something that God is trying to do in us. And so I'm thankful for that. So these crows, they, they capture the, the seed on the footpath because it is not seeded in a, in a good manner to cover it up. Rocky ground also is referred to. And this rocky ground, and we're going to go deeper into the spiritual meanings of these in a minute. But the rocky ground refers to land that really has a shelf of limestone built uh, underneath, just below the surface. So the roots can penetrate only so far, and then they're preventing from really going deep and preparing themselves for a healthy production. And then that thorny ground you know, the thorns all around it. Uh, there are some of these trees, and I can't remember the name of them, some of these bushes that have these long thorns on them. And when you run into them, you know. You know. Now, I know people love rose bushes. And they may be pretty. But the one thing they're not, is fun to play with. Um, and when you have to trim them, they're painful. Honeysuckles, I think, is the one with the thorns on them. Um, Huh? What? Lotus? Lotus. Locust. Okay, I'll take your word for it. You're more knowledgeable on thorny things. So, I remember at our house over in in, uh, Kettering there before we moved, we cut out down this whole row of um, trees like that had these thorns on them, and they were painful. The, you 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 had to make sure you had thick leather gloves because it would penetrate anything else. And you can understand the illustration how that thorny ground would choke out anything trying to produce life. And of course, then the good soil, um, good, rich fertilized soil that is ready to receive the seed see when we read the scripture we need to approach it with a desire to hear a three different desire to understand and a desire to apply three different pieces to everything we deal with in the word of god These soils, when we look at these soils, they really represent for us mindsets, or attitudes, or lifestyles. Really, any one of those can fit into the process, but these these four different types of soil have been or are present in your own life at different times. Let's get into the next portion of this because it's really, Jesus tries to unlock just a little bit more. And really verse 13 is a key thing for us to understand and why Jesus, this is the first time Jesus taught in parables that's recorded for us. In verse 13 it says, then Jesus said to them, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? a cipher, uh, a a thing to unlock the truth of the rest of Scripture. See, when when God starts revealing to us the truth, not only is this passage in in Mark 4.13 able to give us insight into what Jesus is saying here, it also has the ability to begin to unlock things in the Old Testament and anywhere else that we may read if we will hear, if we will seek to understand, if we will apply. I'm going back to one of our passages that we dealt with earlier. Because, you know, Hebrews 4.12 talks about the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when you look at the Word of God and you start realizing that it is a surgical instrument in our lives meant to begin to reveal at the very core of our being things that God is working on see I believe anytime you hear the word of God God has the ability to do something special in your life if you're decided to hear if you're if you're willing to apply the word of God if you're if you're willing to understand God speaking do you seek to understand it's like those individuals that have crafted the ability to truly listen and hear. When someone says something to them that they don't understand, what they will do is say, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Am I hearing you correctly? Am I, am I understanding what you're trying to have me do am I understanding what you are saying to me have you ever had said something to somebody whether it was a child or a spouse or someone and said you you gave them instructions and they came back with something you didn't say and you're saying did you actually listen well no many times they're automatically leaving to go do something because they just simply wanted to get it done. (laughs) They wanted to get it done rather than listening, hearing, understanding what you're saying so that they could apply what they heard properly and they came back with a proper response. We need to realize that with the Word of God, there is intentionality behind it. When we read it, it is meant to accomplish something in our lives. The sower of the seed in, this, in, our, in our parable was not just a certain individual. Really, the sower of the seed here is not given a name Because it really applies to anyone who is a spreader of the good news. And that really applies to all of you here. Because if you read the Word of God, you are a spreader of the good news. Because your life should be something that people look at and see God's workings in you. Because you should be different today than you were last year. You should be different today than really than you were last week if you were reading the Word of God, and allowing it to do a deeper work. Now, it's not comfortable to allow the Word of God to work like it wants to in our lives. It's it's actually very uncomfortable, because it's seeking to bring about the image of Christ in us. It's molding us, shaping us, forming us into who God is calling us to be. Each of the various kinds of soils represent a different outlook or will or receptiveness in the life of the hearer, of the person who is listening to the Word of God. So if I were out on the street and I'm broadcasting the Word of God to people, there are many people that will have this aversion, this angry attitude to what they're hearing. I remember my first time going uh, street witnessing in, in Oregon, um, you know, growing up in, in in small West Alexandria, where, you know, if you go out and talk in the street, most there's nobody there most days, you know. It's not like people go out and just walk the streets in West Alec. It's just not, you know. If you are transient, if you are someone just, you know, struggling and you want to, you know, you're going to find a corner of the street to To lodge on so that you can beg for money you're not going to do it in West LA you'll go hungry so where we were at in Oregon was a huge transient population because their weather is very uh, is very mild year-round so they have a lot of transient people that are there and so we were down there on the streets witnessing to these individuals and some of them were were pleasant and the word of god could find a place to reside and some of them were adversarial they wanted to fight because the word of god was offensive to them let's look at our own personal lives how many of you have ever been offended at something somebody shared with you regarding the word of god because you're thinking how dare you say that to me When all they did was maybe read the Word of God to you, and it offended you. Jesus actually said He came to be a stumbling block because He wanted to confront the religiosity of His day with a level of living that was beyond just demanding people live by a law. He wanted them to understand a relationship. What is the soil of your life looking like? So let's look at the four soils again. The first one is the hard soil. Those, and it's really broken down this way, those who refuse to believe or receive God's word, the footpath. That footpath has been hardened through lots of traffic, and it is not, not able to be penetrated easily some of us have had lots of traffic in our life where people have basically walked over us in certain areas and it's created almost this resistance to God's word finding a place to reside this isn't just dealing with hardened sinners (laughs) it's really dealing with each one of us some of you may be there today or some of you may have been there this year some of you may have been there last year but the the reality is the the message of Jesus is we need to be aware of the hardness of soil in our own lives so that when the Word of God comes There is not this resistance or this refusal to allow it to find a place to reside in our lives. If if we don't deal with the hardness of our heart and the seed of God comes and wants to find a place and it's not able to penetrate our own hardness, what happens is, we make it easy for the enemy, Satan, in this situation here to come and to steal the seed. And, and when we look at these birds that are hovering around all these fields as they're planting, and they, they steal the seed that is being planted. That's why it is so important for us to make sure that our hearts are prepared. The truth is, What each one of us should every day do is wake up first thing in the morning saying, Lord, soften my heart to receive your word today so that I don't miss out on anything that you may have for me to hear. What a sad day it would be to have God show up and us miss him because of the hardness of our hearts. Number two, the rocky soil. Those are new believers or individuals who respond out of emotions on a regular basis. They miss the things of God because they're either new and they they don't realize some of the things that God is doing, or they they respond to everything out of emotions. All right. I am sure some of you who have been in church for a while have seen people who jump from church to church and from area... When we were in South Dakota, um, anytime the Spirit of God was moving in a church in a dynamic way, there would be people that would show up. They didn't come to be part of the body. They just came for the emotional experience. And then they went to the next church that had something. They they were these people that just kept taking because they were, they just, it was all, as long as there was an emotional high, they were good. But, But how many know you can't live on emotions? I mean, let's be honest. There are days when I wake up, I don't feel like doing some of the things that God has for me to do. I mean, if I base my life on feelings, I would be in trouble. You might find this hard to believe, but there are days when I wake up, I don't feel like being a good husband. I I feel like just taking care of me, right? Now, you may not be in that situation. I understand, you know, I've got a few more flaws, a couple rough edges that God's still working on. But uh, I have to make sure that I don't base my desire to be married to my wife on just my, solely on my emotions. I, I don't base my relationship with God just on emotions. Now, I am thankful for emotions. I am a crybaby today when it comes to the things of God. I, I mean, I'll just be honest. I, I cry more now about the things that God is doing than I ever have in my life. And, and I'm a terrible crier. Because when I start crying, it's hard for me to talk. Is there anybody else like that? It's like I try to cry, and you know, your nose is going, your eyes are going, and you're trying to figure out how to engage your mouth. And it just, for me, the the three don't work together normally like that. But you cannot live by emotions alone. You have to be an individual that deals with the thorns or with the rocky soil, getting rid of the rocks. Um, This is something that is always, it it always amazes me that I can go through an area in my yard or when we had a garden and you can get all the rocks gone and you can be looking and it's completely clean and you come back next week and, and there are all these rocks that have made their way to the surface again. Is that painful or what? It's like, where'd you come from? And that's like our lives. You may think that you've taken care of the rocks, the pains, the hurts, all the things that are there, and then next week they're back. We're a very complicated people. And there are some deep-seated things inside of us that we have to daily take care of. I, I, I don't go, down, go out and burn my entire yard just because after week number two, there are more rocks. You know, I don't decide I am no longer going to care for the yard just because I keep finding more rocks. You just keep dealing with the rocks because you know that they're part of the process. And in your own life, the emotions that you may not understand are going to be part of the process, but you don't simply respond to life just because of emotions. Number three, the thorny soil. These individuals get caught up in life and spend their time worrying about everything and lose focus. I have known many worriers in my time as a pastor. Uh, I I have known people that as soon as I walk in the church, they tell me all the problems of the world. Now, I'll be honest with you, the last thing I want to hear when I'm getting up To share the word of God is all the problems of the world. And I'm not pointing anybody here out as doing that. I don't believe any of you are guilty of that. And if you are, stop it. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Well, do stop it if it's you. But we just don't want to be that individual that we worry about everything. There comes a point where if we worry about everything all the time, we're no longer trusting in God. That He has everything under control. We have to get to that place of trust in our relationship with God and our faith in Him that we simply can let God be who He is. Number four, the good soil. We're going to bring this in for a landing here. Those, this good soil represents those who are hungry to grow and become all that God has for them. This is the soil that God desires for us. This is the soil in the lives of those who hear the word of God and respond with change. Listen to this here. If no change comes from the hearing, did we actually apply the Word? If there's no change that comes from the hearing, did we apply what we learned? See, I don't believe you can effectively read the Word of God without there being something that God is trying to do in you. Because God said it earlier in Isaiah that His Word was going to produce fruit. It was going to accomplish something that there's intentionality in the Word of God. So, what was it trying to do in me in that moment? Did I apply it? Did it produce what God wanted it to produce? The more I I realize these four soils are present in me more than I like to give indication is a challenging thing about life we must all realize that we are at a place in where any one of these soils can be present at any moment in life and we have to deal with it we have to address it and sometimes the people that god is sending us out to minister to this is their soil And that doesn't mean that God's not wanting us to spread the seed. Because remember, the illustration was that it was a broadcast message and seed fell on all four of these areas of soil. We don't stop the broadcast just because some of it is not going to produce what we think it should. See, we never know how that moment, that we broadcast and it's been maybe it's been the 50th or 100th time that that seed has hit that person's life and and it's been rocky to that point but now there's a level of of tilling that they've done because God's been working on something and it's able to find a place to take root so we keep planting we keep spreading the seed in a manner that seems not as smart as what it could be, and yet the intention behind it is that God is trying to reach every soul, every person. And if you apply it personally, God wants to reach every part of your life. That there is no part of your life that He doesn't want to bring into transformation last week one of the words was redemption that he wants to redeem your entire being your past your present and your future God wants redemption as part of your life and if you're willing to give him access to these things God can do an amazing work in your life Are you willing to unlock the truth of God's Word by allowing His message to have access to every part of your life? I believe when you realize some of the pieces that make up who you are, and you start allowing God to work the way He wants, there begins to happen this development inside of us that we become someone we never even realized was possible simply because god is able to be who he wants to be in our lives he has a plan for you it is a good and perfect plan but you have to give him access to the soil that will actually produce the results he needs let's pray father i thank you for the opportunity to deal with our own lives, to penetrate the different soils of life, the different mentalities, the different outlooks, the different challenges, that you've given us opportunity to address all the various things about who you want us to be, to become men and women of promise, walking in the fulfillment of your word on a daily basis not only so that we may become who you've called us to be but that we may be broadcasters of your truth to others so that they see the the work of christ being done in a in a living individual not just someone they hear about but someone they see that they experience and so father help us to be the carriers of your word spreading it to the the different places that you send us, broadcasting it in a way that seed is able to fall everywhere we go. We thank you. Work on us in a very intimate way. We ask for this in your name. Amen. Praise God. It is good to be part of the house of God. And I'm thankful for each of you being here. Uh, At this time, we are going to receive our morning tithes and offering. We have a number of people out sick. uh, The Myers household, the Cox family, um, different ones that have been struggling with some sickness. uh, And so... uh, uh, pray for david and missy and kids i don't know who all is sick there but there's several that are under the weather and christina was woke up not feeling well this morning and uh, we know we have several others that are out so just continue to keep your your fellow members in prayer so let us pray father thank you for this day we do lift up those that are unable to be here because of sickness some of the things the struggles of life and we just pray that you would be with them that you would touch them in their bodies and uh, bring healing uh, restoration Um, we also um, pray over this offering father we pray your blessing on it that it would be uh, multiplied to meet the uh, the vision and purpose of this church beyond what uh, we see even here on a daily basis but that we would be carriers of your good news everywhere we go that father all the areas that your word is sent that your your that we would be able to support those with the finances that you've brought in and uh, we just thank you we pray your blessing on these things in your name amen next sunday um we have our men's uh, get together downstairs and uh, it starts 4:30 um Five o'clock sharp is the the draft time, but you can even if you're not part of the fantasy football group, you can come out and be part of this time. Um, bring some uh, some foods to share, and we're just going to have a good time of playing cards and enjoying uh, the fellowship of men. And sorry, I I was told to keep that as a fellowship of men for this moment in life, so uh, not don't women don't look at me that way. Um women, your special day is coming up and Miss Meredith is going to talk about it. September so 4th more you See you guys, are going to have a special day too. <laughs> All right. Um Those of you who are asking about the sign already, um, we are still working on the sign. We've been told this week. (laughs) I know we said last week that we were told last week. We were. And, you know, when you're working with other people, you still work with other people. And so uh, we, uh, we are thankful for those that have skills to do some of these things. And so we're working on accomplishing that. We were told this week, so we will keep you apprised as to what's going on, but we're thankful for the whole parking lot that's been done, and um, we have our new doors are going in a week from Monday for the other half of the building, so we'll have all brand new doors in the entire building, Um, so we are thankful for that. Uh, We will... Uh, have a, another finished project and those things are are all being paid for you know fully that we you know we've already raised all the funds for those and so we're thankful for that so I uh, just want to share my appreciation for each of you and your faithfulness in these areas so that you know buildings of this age you know it, it, they take money to keep going at times um, and uh, so we're just thankful that you are continuing to support areas and and we're able to keep these things uh, fixed so All right, at this time, you are released. You can love on one another, and uh, God bless you all.